the United States of America is called a Christian nation. Christian nation. Christian nation. It's time for a moment of clarity with your host, Pastor Richard Dietering. Let us pray that this nation does come to a moment of clarity. Faith, faith, faith. Politics, 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 history, history, and current events. Current events. And now, your host, Pastor Rick. Pastor Rick will be joining you momentarily, but in the meantime, I am Derek Stone with A Moment on Sports, Part 1. 85 years ago, on September 21st, the Detroit Tigers defeated the St. Louis Browns 6-2 during their 1935 World Series championship season. Second baseman Charlie Geringer and first baseman Hank Greenberg each drove in one run and scored two runs to lead the Tigers' offense. Greenberg tripled and scored on an error by the Browns' second baseman that also plated Geringer in the first inning. The Detroit first baseman scored his other run two innings later on a single by Pete Fox, while his second baseman teammate scored his other run on a wild pitch in the eighth inning and sent home Tommy Bridges, who pitched a complete game, on a ground out in the sixth inning. Now here's your Moment of Clarity host, Pastor Rick Dietering. And good afternoon, everyone. Hey, we have a lot to talk about today. We have a guest with us, Pastor Max. And um, then after that, we'll be talking about socialism. Actually, we'll be talking about socialism with Pastor Max. And uh, But before we do that, I'm sure uh, most of you have heard the news. We've lost one of the members of the Supreme Court of the United States, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed away last night. And right now, I, I, I am sorry that someone has to lose her life before I knew that they had a chance to accept the Lord. I pray that she did. I don't wish ill on anyone. But uh, it is now scaring the left to death because the Senate can start hearings a new appointment if Trump appoints someone and they realize that uh, if Trump appoints someone that takes a power away from them because they have pushed in really hard that next next uh, cycle that whoever was president would have to appoint somebody probably for Ruth Bader Ginsburg's seat. Well now it's come up now and that's going to take away from them blaming uh, the COVID on the new narrative is going to be about uh, the the seat that's being filled, and I really think that the president's going to try to fill this before before the election, and he just needs confirmation done before he takes office in January. It does not have to be done by the election. It just has to be done before he leaves office. So. Um, there is plenty of time to put somebody in that seat. It's going to be a conservative, and I'm willing to bet it's going to be a pro-life conservative. I've seen the list that he put out. The top two that he is naming are women. Uh, one is uh, Larson from here from Michigan. And uh, now to get Larson approved is going to take some political uh, maneuvering by the Democrat Party because they have a 
uh, an unwritten law within the Senate that if someone from the state the candidate is from, they can blue slip that candidate, which means automatically knock them out of the running. That is not constitutional. It's not part of the requirements. And the Senate can vote to undo that. But there's a procedure that would have to be undone if he brings Larson forward. He has other candidates, another woman candidate in front of him who's very pro-life and um, has no problem with admitting that she would have no problem overturning something prior courts have done, that their decisions are not law because justices do not write law. So she would be very willing to hear um, Roe v. Wade. So there's a possibility that we can undo the damage of that turncoat Roberts and have a conservative court before the election, or at least before the end of this term. And for the first time, and unfortunately it took the death of a woman who was sitting on that seat, who actually was probably not best suited to be sitting in that seat, especially for the last year or two with her health, um, we have an opportunity to get this country back because we have really had a, a Supreme Court that has been running amok since uh, FDR. And we finally have a chance to turn it back to a constitutional court. Another thing is, is we have to remember RBG, or as I think they called her on Fox 2 this morning, Ruth Gator Ginsburg, um, <laughs> She uh, she was a social justice warrior, which means she had no problem legislating from the bench. She had no problem of pushing this country like most of these social justice warriors that we have in the Supreme Court. She has no problem pushing the country further to the left. And, and it was very obvious with what she's done. And she had no problem pushing us closer to a socialist country. I think right Right now, President Trump would be foolish not to appoint someone. I think he'd be foolish to wait after the elections. I really do. There are There is some talk that the Republicans want to hold off on that appointment after the elections, thinking, thinking that will help them. I think that if they hold off, that will ignite a flame underneath the Democrats to make sure Biden gets in. And if we put right now a conservative in, we know during the next term we have one, possibly two more seats that are going to have to be filled and protected because the next two that will become available just based on age will be uh, Thomas and Alito. And we're going to make sure that President Trump is in for those two. But right now, I think the president should absolutely put somebody in that seat right now. He has over three months to get somebody in there. He can do it. On that note, I have my co-host with me, the, who's been with me from the very beginning, and my other co-host that has been with me even before the beginning. Uh, we'll start with the first one. Phil, how you doing, brother? Oh, I'm doing terrific. And uh, I think that the, the RBG, I think that this is going to be the October surprise. There's another one coming in October. I'll explain that maybe a little later, but okay. Well, as for now, I would suggest that September uh, that Trump do as you say. You know, get her, get her, get her in the pipeline, and let's go crank it up. There you go. 
And also joining me is my wife. She's running the home studio because I'm not at the home studio today. I am with our guest at his place. So we'll talk to Pastor Max here in a bit. But uh, sitting at the home studio is my wife, Gaylene. How you doing, hon? Hey, I'm good. I'm glad that uh, we're talking a little bit about RGB or BG or whatever she is, red, green, blue, um, <laughs> um, <laughs> red, blue, green. Uh, anyway, I, you Ruth know, Gator I'm, Binsburg. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Um, I, the lady with the, the lady with a hanky around her neck. Um, I feel really, you know, I'm sad because I, I don't want to be elated at somebody's death. And I don't want to be, right. you know, and I'm not, I'm, I'm actually really quite sad because what I'm hoping, you know, I, I just, please God rescue our nation. Just rescue our nation. Don't turn your back on us, Lord, because there are still a few people who follow God. And that's, yeah. you know, what my prayer is. Absolutely. And, and across from, well, I, I normally used to say across from the double glass, but now it's across from the double glass, down the road, turn left, go three miles, turn right. <laughs> Sitting in the Wham studio. Derek, how you doing, brother? I'm doing pretty good. Good. And uh, just you, you're the technician. You are the sound engineer, the expert. Uh, He's the we wonderful wizard of Wham. Come on. Uh, yeah. So how's the sound coming from the remote here? Well, your signal is a little bit choppy at times, but I, I think it's starting to clear up a little bit. But hopefully it'll start sounding a, a lot better like it has been. Okay, great. Um, maybe I'm just running a little bit too hot and I'm clipping out. That could be it. Um, all right. We have a guest here uh, sitting with us. Uh, sitting with me is Pastor Max. We are talking about uh, social, socialism. And this is going to be a main part of our discussion between now and the election. Because this nation is going to go one of two ways in November. We're either going to prove that we are still a country that believes in laws and a constitution, or we're a country that believes in socialism and that we need to get rid of the constitution. Those are going to be the options we are facing in November. Keep the constitution or lose the constitution and go to socialism. So between now and then, I will be hammering that a whole lot. And how you doing, Pastor Max? Oh, so far, so good. Good. I hope I'm coming in okay. Yep. I think we hear you pretty good. So, socialism. Now, a little bit of background about you. you, you uh, you've been fighting socialism for a long time in this country, haven't you? Yeah, it goes way back to the 50s. And, uh, well, that, you served the nation, and you went over and you fought communists, the Chinese and the uh, North Korean communists. Yeah, those Chinese might get me yet with that virus they sent. I thought I got away with it. <laughs> yeah, well, they're, they're still trying to get you. Uh, real quick, just to, in a nutshell, if you can, or you got a few minutes, Explain what socialism is, what you see socialism as, and maybe some of the dangers. Well, everyone out there that's tempted to be socialist, to try something new, to think that your your country has let you down and you need something new. Uh, so you're uh, all for socialism. Here's something I want you to think about. 
Socialism is state over individual. You are used to living in a free country where the individual is above the state. Our founders tried to make a country where the state would never be so big that the individual has lost all, all, all uh, freedom. And you'll find if we get socialism that you will no longer have the freedom you used to have. Oh, you don't think so now, but you wait if it happens. And um, now there's uh, a lot of people that experimented with socialism like this Owen and this others. And it was complete pilgrim fathers. Uh, when they first came here, uh, they almost starved to death because they wanted to, uh, you know, put everything in a common barn and and have a uh, a socialist government. And uh, here's what we should learn from this: No one wants to work for somebody else. They want to work for themselves. Now, in socialism, you work for the collective mob. That means you're not working for yourself. When the uh, when the peasants thought that if they uh, accepted uh, uh, socialism, uh, I was almost tempted to say communism, but, but let me t say this about that. <clears throat> There's no such thing as communism, and there never will be. Socialism is the only communism you'll ever know. Lenin said that socialism is a necessary transition to communism, and uh, when the state withers away, we will have communism. Well, that's deterministic. It's predestinarian. It will happen. Who knows what, where, why? And the state withers away, and then you have pure communism, which which means uh, there is no uh, police, there's no bosses, there's uh, no nothing but happy individuals who love one another and everything will be fine. It'll be the uh, socialist utopia. But since that's a big pipe dream, a myth, we only have socialism. So when, I'm t when I talk about uh, a communist country, don't think that, that that represents all socialism. You know what the USSR stands for? Union of Soviet Socialist Republicans? It's, it's a socialism, not communist. And let me tell you what they do. In socialism, the, 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 the devil is free enterprise capitalism, uh, especially the middle class, uh, the hated bourgeois, uh, they have to be gotten rid of. Now, when, com when communism, so-called communism, it's really socialism, took over Russia, the first thing they did was liquidate the middle class. I'm talking about mass murder here. The Kulaks were all wiped out. China, when they took took over, uh, socialists took over in China, uh, they 
did the same thing. They murdered all of the, the uh, people that owned any kind of land and had any kind of property. In socialism, there is no private property. Now, I'm going to ask you people that are tempted for socialism. Do you, do you not enjoy private property? You want the state to take over everything? Now, the state promises you an awful lot. It's going to give you this. It's going to give you that. I want, you, I want to ask you a question. Where do you think they're going to get the money to do that? There's no free, free lunch. They're going to take it from you in your taxes. You'll come home with half a check, and it'll take you six years to buy an automobile if you need to, to save up the money. Uh, it, it just doesn't work that way. And all the while, you can't do, do anything against the government or say anything against the government because it's not the free country anymore. Remember, the government is bigger than the people in socialism. And you're used to being able to squawk when things go, don't go right. You squawk under socialism, and uh, goodbye to you. Just uh, real quick on that, Pastor. Uh, I just want to make a few, just a few comments on that, and we'll allow you then to continue on. Uh, a while back, my wife and I were were invited to a Halloween party of one of her friends, uh, actually her boss, and her boyfriend was there. He teaches social economics um, at the University of Michigan, or he did. I don't know if he's still there. And he had a number of his students there. And now I am at that time, I had no, no degree in, in economics. I still don't have a degree in economics. Uh, we sat down and he started talking about the evils of capitalism and the evils of the United States system. And I started to debate him and just throwing facts at him. And his students started saying, well, professor, what about that? How do you answer that? Finally, um, he gave up on the argument. And his statement, Max, was this. He said, this is why that if we, when we go socialist, we cannot have people like you in society. Because greed will ruin the system. He called me greedy because I fought for the right to the individual to have personal property, their own money, their own their own belongings. That's not allowed. Uh, and that's not allowed. Uh, and, and he called me greedy. And his exact statement was, is this is why we would have to get rid of people like you in society uh, because I'm a wrong thinker. So in socialism, you have to have a, a thought police to control who thinks what because you can't have anyone disparaging the system um, so you need the thought police that will e either eliminate you or re-educate you and this is what Sounds happened like China yeah China Just they re-educate you they put make you go out and and work on the farm or basically it's slave labor until you recant any of your thoughts and you recant any of your position Times they send people to the hospital, that is the insane asylum, yep. who are completely sane. And other times they they have a little surgery. They cut the uh, uh, what do they call that? Is it the lobotomy. The lobotomy. They, they just take a little knife and cut that, and you you sit there all day with a smile on your face. You're a happy camper. Nothing bothers you anymore. But you have no personality. You, you no longer resist them, and uh, they can do that with a leader. And look what Putin is doing. He's poisoned now uh, three people that I know of with uh, 
nuclear poison and uh, and got to, to to get rid of people. Yeah. And there are uh, I think it's something like twenty seven uh, news people, new, news commentators that have been uh, murdered. By Putin. So you, so so all these people that are helping to bring in socialism, namely the media. NBC and uh, CNN and all of these people uh, that are are bringing that in, uh, they won't they won't have free free speech anymore. They won't be everything will have to be uh, be have the approval of the government. Go ahead, Phil. Yeah, and we are seeing the early signs of that here, with uh, people telling you that you know absolutely nothing, and they know everything and all. An example of uh, our quarterback for the Lions to, uh, made a statement about Black Lives Matter. He said, we need to listen and then have a conversation. Well, you, you can have that conversation, but you are not going to uh, be in, a, in objection to what they have decided the direction that this country is going to go in. They mean to tell you that black lives matter, but guess what? If you say, well, all lives should matter, that's not acceptable. That's just the first stages of what you're talking about in a a socialist country. If you're not on board fully, 100% of what the, uh, what the, uh, the going topic is, then you will be set aside or either eliminated. And, 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 and we can talk about uh, Black Lives Matter. We can talk about global warming. We can talk about uh, the, uh, the emissions in the air and how they got there. There is a f- official state opinion on all of those subjects. And if you deviate from that official opinion, you are the enemy of the state. That's right. not what we have in this country. They always talk about that's not who we are. Well, that's certainly not who I am. Because if I disagree, I got my own opinion. I'm not going to let anybody uh, coerce me into thinking what they think. Phil, uh, well said. Phil, you and I, for I don't know, three, four years, have been discussing on how the progressives, how the socialists in this country have been changing the meanings of words to mean something different. We've talked words about tolerance. We've talked about the word liberal, the yep. liberal, this. Um, Thomas Jefferson, who, who you and I agree with a lot in philosophy as far as politics go, yep. Yep. Uh, freedom. Right, liberal meant giving the people liberal amounts of freedom. This yep. was this was the concept of liberal, what we call the um, the Austrian economics, right? Which is what right. we believe in: open market, capitalism, everything else. Right. That used to be called liberal economics. Look it up, folks. You yep. look, Google liberal economics, and you're going to find that it's Austrian economics. And what but, about a liberal education? Yeah, the left has changed the meaning of words. Yep. Uh, Flip them around to mean the exact opposite of what they mean. Right now, you're right. We Tolerance no longer means that you and I can disagree. What it says is, because you're a black man, Phil, 
I have to agree with everything you say, and if I don't, I'm intolerant. Yeah. But uh, luckily, there's one, you say there's I agree common, with. But there's one common factor: the Democrat Party, uh, uh, you know, as a as a party, as a political instrument, it goes back a uh, uh, hundred years or so ago. That disagreement was. If you were a black man, you didn't have an opinion. Right. And they've been able to hide that and blame, put the blame on the Republicans. I don't know how they did it, but it is one thing uh, that I believe is that they, they control the language. Um, we're going to get back to our guest, Pastor Max, after these messages. See you on the other side, folks. Pastor Richard Dietering on Wham. Pastor Rick will be joining you momentarily, but in the meantime, once again, I am Derek Stone with another moment on sports. 75 years ago on September 22nd, the Detroit Tigers steamrolled the St. Louis Browns 9 to nothing during their 1945 World Series championship season. Hal Newhauser pitched a complete game, struck out six batters, drove in three runs, and scored one run to lead the Tigers' dominant performance, and his left fielder teammate Hank Greenberg tallied two runs batted in and one run scored. Newhauser tripled to plate third baseman Jimmy Outlaw in the second inning, and he doubled to send home Outlaw and Rudy York one inning later. Greenberg singled to score the Detroit pitcher and Eddie Mayo, and he scored on a bases-loaded walk by the Tigers' third baseman in the third inning. Now here's your Moment of Clarity host, Pastor Rick Dietering. And welcome back. So here we are um, talking about socialism, and I forgot to tell all of our listeners out this one thing. Uh, after this show, uh, Pastor Max and myself will be going on a YouTube, uh, basically a roundtable, uh, or just a, a dialogue between the two of us, continuing on socialism and how it's going to affect this nation, where we can get into it, well, a, a lot deeper. And you're welcome to join us. Um, go to YouTube and just Google uh, Pastor Richard Dietering and find any one of my videos. Open it up and uh, hit subscribe. Once you hit subscribe, when we start, because it'll be a few minutes after the show, when we start the roundtable, you'll be able to click right on uh, the video as it comes up because it'll notify you that uh, the roundtable has started and you can you can listen in and even uh, type messages in if you want. So that's going to be on YouTube. Uh, again, Google Pastor Richard Dietering, D-E-I-T. E-R-I-N-G, hit subscribe to any on any one of those menus, and that will subscribe you to my site, and you will catch the roundtables because uh, Pastor Max and I and um, Phil at times um, is going to uh, have little roundtables discussing events of, to, of the day. Today's events is going to be, as I said, socialism. We're going to hit that really hard. We need to. So I hope that... Uh, You'll join us on the roundtable after that. We're talking to Pastor Max. Now, we're not going to be able to get everything in in one show, but Pastor Max will be 
joining us at least once a month, each month, and uh, we will continue this conversation on socialism. But we are now going to turn the mic over to him and let him continue with his next point. One thing I'd like to challenge you, uh, people that want are ready to experiment with socialism. <clears throat> Why is everybody breaking their neck to get to America? What do we do? What do we have here that is so, so, so much coveted by other countries? And when and when people get here, they they're really relieved to see how how it is because they're used to the the big state and the little individuals. And here we have that turned around. And uh, I think we might uh, have to bring a, uh, some messages on and discussions on what have made America great. I'm telling you, my head spins when I see, when I study our government and, and how it was put together and why it was put together, <clears throat> what the 10 amendments are all about and all of this. Uh, no other nation has has uh, had this kind of a development, and so we have we have become number one in the world. But we're we're declining, we're declining because we threw God out of everything, and and that leaves us open to darkness, and darkness uh, allows us to think stupid things like let's try socialism. Now I gave a couple of examples of what the socialists do. Uh, when they take over, and uh, I told you, there's no private property. That's the that's the uh, socialist devil. Do you like living? Would you like living where there's no private property? Uh, and so they liquidated the middle class in China and in Russia. And I remember when uh, Castro took over Cuba. Uh, every time you turned on the news, and the uh, Castro executes so many today. Next day you turn on the news, Castro executes so many. Next day you turn on the news, Castro ex And I begin to wonder, who, what are they going to run out of first, the bullets or the people? Uh, but that's the way socialism can do. And <clears throat> then you had the example of Nazi Germany. That was, uh, Nazism was a socialist party. And uh, anybody can tell you that. I mean, you look it up for yourself. And uh, whenever you're convinced that you can make a better world uh, any by any sacrifice, uh, then you have permission to ease your, ease your conscience doing any monstrous thing. When Germany said it'll be a better world without Jews, they 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 uh, uh, killed an awful lot of people, beautiful young people, and uh, old people, and children, and everything. And who knows what kind of people they would have been if they'd been allowed to live. But uh, uh, somebody might be a little bit soft-hearted, and and uh, then they got to think, well, wait a minute, I have to put a bullet in this beautiful young woman's head because I'm, it's for a better world. And so when you sell yourself on the idea that what you do is gonna make a better world, no matter how bad it is, then you're operating in, in, uh, with Satan, the, the, the devil. You're operating in his field. Basically and what you're saying is that thing. 
<coughs> basically what you're saying is that the ends justify the means to the socialists. Yeah. Yes, that's right. And uh, that would be part of it. So then you've got uh, a Pol Pot, you know, there are acres and acres of bones from people he executed. And this is the way socialism behaves. Now, here's what I think is you're going to be thinking. In fact, I know you're thinking it right now. Well, American socialism wouldn't do that. They would either do that, believe me, they would either come to the point where they can do that, or they would do the equivalent. They would destroy the middle class. I'm telling you, mark it down. I'll play the role of a prophet here and forecast it. They will destroy the middle class, whether it's by bullets or some other means. And uh, But they've got to do it. Socialism cannot exist with the bourgeois. Well, just as that professor told me, uh, that people like me, free thinkers like me, would have to be eliminated from yeah. society. And he'd be happy. And, and he would be happy because I would be going against the system, yeah. and you cannot have free thinkers in a socialist society. A free thinker all of a sudden becomes selfish in their minds. They're, they're greedy if they're free thinkers, and they, they will only stir the pot to make social. Socialism hard to harder to obtain, and therefore those people have to be eliminated. So eliminated, it, it would have to. So one way or another, you're right, Pastor Max. The the free thinking middle class would have have to, by design of socialism, have no. to be removed. You could not have uh, our constitution and socialism both, and you will not have the protection of free speech and the protection that our Constitution gives if we become a socialist nation. It's just not going to be there. Uh, you, can, you can go to prison for what you say if it doesn't please the state. And, uh, well, we're kind of going that way already. Max, just uh, a couple years ago, they did a survey out at uh, University of Berkeley, California, <clears throat> and they were asking students on the street because of all the hate speech and all the hate talk going around, should the First Amendment, should freedom of speech be abolished? Do you know what? Every one of those students said yes, it should be abolished. Yeah. There you go. Well, all right. That's what the college professors are doing for us. They're brainwashing our young people. I had 50 years ago in my Bible class, I had a, a young student, student in my Bible class that was one of these exchange students from uh, Denmark. And Denmark had just gone so socialist. And uh, she asked for, the, for the, uh, the class to pray for her parents. She says because uh, some people moved into their backyard and, they, and they're, they're living there and they can't get them to go. And when they uh, tried to complain to the authorities about it, the authorities said they have a perfect right to that. You, you shouldn't have private property. And I'm telling you, they do not want private property. That's another communist, uh, uh, socialist devil is private property. All right, we got a call, Gary. Hey, Brother Gary, how you doing? Hey, Rick and company. Yeah, Pastor Max, uh, you're absolutely correct. One of the uh, tools that the socialists 
uses to, to keep the population down is also the birth control and eugenics, and uh, that would also include sterilization of uh, the masses if uh-huh. they could do it. And it's said and that uh, Bill it. Gates's vaccines are going to be doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Thank, thanks on that point, there, Gary. Um, so, Gary, just real quick, how you, how have you been doing? Hey, I'm doing fantastic. I'm not having any real issues, even except for, of course, the government and uh, all the issues that uh, uh-huh. we're all facing. But yeah. personally, I, I'm doing just fine. Oh, you sound good. Thank you. you. You sound well yourself, Pastor. Thank you. All right. Thanks for the call, Gary. So, yeah, yeah um, we, we see in every socialist country where eugenics or some form of yeah. elimination of population and population control ha- has been mandated, even like in China. Yeah. You can, in China, you are limited on how many kids you can have. Uh, we talked about this before. So the government becomes all controlling, right? Yep. Which is why, by definition, we would have to lose our constitution, as you have said. We would have to lose our constitution. Well, they, can't, they can't work together any more than al- alkaline acid could get together. So if you want socialism, forget about having the Constitution. There'll, there'll be a new one, and it'll, it'll be all state-sided. And we'll have a huge bureaucracy here, government by bureaus uh, with uh, the uh, socialist brain at the top. So you had five points that you said you wanted to bring up that we went in. Where are we at on those? Uh, well, I did them. Um, I did them all. Okay. Uh, so, let me ask you this question. Here we are, we're in a capitalist nation, Max. Now, you, you've been around for a while, you've seen how governments work, you've seen Cuba go from a capitalist nation into a socialist nation almost overnight with, with, with Castro um, and a dictator. What, what takes the, the people in a republic that works in a democratic republic what brings on the concept of socialism? Where, where does that even come from when you have a free people that they all of a sudden want to give up all their freedom and, and go socialist? What brings it on? Well, the, the idea of paternalism, they think that, uh, that government is their big father and it'll take care of them. Uh, and they'll, they'll get uh, entitlements and everything will be taken care of. And we just dealt with that. <laughs> There's no free lunch. Uh, it won't be taken care of. I think uh, Margaret Thatcher's, to, this will be a, a sub-quote, a sort of quote. She said, socialism can only work until you run out of other people's money. Yeah. Right? Something along that line. Well, uh, hey, Phil. They, yeah, they, uh, they don't care about running out of somebody else's money. They'll just keep borrowing it. And this is where we are today. We're not very far from being uh, taken over by the socialists, but I, I'm, I wanted to ask the pastor, uh, you got five points. Is there one, two, or three points that we need to start working immediately to try to stave off this capitalist, I mean, this, this socialist horde that is, knocking at the door i've got a i think that my main thing would be to strengthen the constitution and weaken civil rights 
laws in this yeah. country. That would be my first thing. Yeah. Well, what it what it would take is uh, is is counter uh, what do I call it counter counter brain counter the brainwash. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Things like this program for that we've already dealt with. I'm sure there's a lot of socialists that if they were listening to this, uh, are thinking, well, yeah, you know, maybe they have a point. I've got to think about this. And uh, our, our only chance is, number one, to promulgate Christianity because there's, there, Christianity is, is a, a religion of freedom. It frees the mind, it frees everything, frees the soul. And then to explain to the people what they're going to get into if they go this way. You know, we, we know when we see an ox go in to be slaughtered, we know what's going to happen to that ox. And we need to train that that's going to happen. You, uh, you know, and it's too late if you say, don't you see what's happening here? You're going into the slaughter pen. <clears throat> you so, know, every about once a year, as you know, Phil, Theron goes through the Communist Manifesto and talks about the all the points they needed to do to take over. Yeah. One of the very first points is to get the children, yeah. right? And uh, I think doing one that of the in things, all of our schools for yeah. since shortly after you and I left. You know, and, when we got out of grade school, the next gen the next generation of that was just getting sucker punched with leftist. Uh, agenda well, kinds of teachings. I would say that even. Support, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, I would say, Galen, even in your generation, because you're much younger than me, uh, you were indoctrinated with some socialism too. Called, uh, I'm sure you had uh, uh, social studies in school. Um, yes, and, we did. Uh, and social studies is nothing more than than trying to ingrain yep. civil rights. And folks, civil rights is not a constitution. Our constitution says we are all to be treated equally under the law. S social studies and social justice and socialism states that everyone needs to be treated unequal with the hopes of obtaining equal outcome. Well, folks, that's, that, I guess that's that socialism. That would mean that's communism. That, yeah, but think about this, too. So if I have to make a special law to lift up somebody, does that not mean that they are by definition lesser than me? I mean, oh, think about that. Well, that is if what they're saying. That's not they're, what they're stating, but that's what the actual fact is. Right. is what they're really if, selling is that we give you special rights and you are supposed to use those special rights to, to gain equality. That's not the way it is because uh, what I've seen is the civil rights that were put in in 1964 were the antidote to the civil rights that were put in in 1864-65 with the Jim Crow laws after uh, that was put in, I think, about eighteen, about eighteen fifty, after uh, uh, Rutherford B. Hayes got in, and they they found that the the civil rights of the Fourteenth Amendment was unconstitutional, and that's what brought on uh, the uh, the Jim Crow laws in the South. But 
And, you know, this is very crude, but civil rights for black people was the 1964 civil rights laws. Civil rights for white Democrats was the Jim Crow laws of 1850. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. The, the civil rights law of the 60s were Jim Crow laws, and it did nothing more than to help help uh, keep keep the black population down. Instead of working on a society where everyone is created equal and everyone is treated equal, socialism will not allow that. Um, and, and let me say one other thing about the 64 laws. Those laws did not bring about the same thing that the Jim Crow laws brought about, but they were put in for the same reason. The yep. 64 laws kept black people as the uh, underclass. And we've, we've, we've remained underclass ever since. We've not gained any wealth in, the, in that we've lost wealth as a, as a, as a d result of the 64 civil rights laws. Right. Well, the Democratic Party has set back race relations 50 years. Uh, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Th things were just, just starting to get where they should have been. Yeah, it should have been way before the uh, the fifties and sixties. Just starting but, to get better. But uh, one one uh, thing uh, about it in the fifties and the sixties, there was one thing. There was a very high percentage of of two parent families in the fifties. That was yeah. eliminated after the sixty four civil rights laws. Yep, and when they started. started when they started creating more and more welfare laws that insisted that the family break up just so they can get the welfare check. And, but I want to, I just want to make this point because we got, I was making this point and we got sidetracked on this. Your question was, is what points can we use to get involved with to help fight this onslaught of socialism? Uh, Galen, you pointed out a long time ago that right now we have this opportunity with this shutdown to start homeschooling schooling our kids and to start teaching them correctly, to start teaching them equal justice, not social justice, to start teaching them biblical justice and not human justice. And um, we have we got the chance to start teaching them real history, not history that has been redesigned for its own political purpose. And so we have our chance to get our children back uh, during this time through homeschooling. And I wish more people would take advantage of this and homeschool and teach their children correctly. Because if we're going to stave off socialism, we have to keep them from getting our children. Because that is what they're working for, is to take our children from us. You know, right now, we, we may be losing in this battle socialism. What scares me more is they're coming after your children, folks. They're coming after your children, and that should scare the tar out of you. And, and um, start getting your children back. Go ahead, Eileen. Yeah, I mean, not only that, they're also persecuting churches. I mean, they are actively persecuting people who are worshiping publicly, who are because they can't get together. And so right. this is really the time 
This is the time for us to stand up, unite, and you know, the Christian church grows when they're under persecution. You can gather together with your friends and family and share your teaching duties, share your child rearing duties, share your homeschooling duties. Um, people do that all the time. Maybe I'm not good at math. Maybe I'm good at English and I can diagram a sentence and maybe Susie down the street can do math. So get together Right. with your kids and with your neighbors and kind of but, not just not just do those little things but also do you know teaching them right from wrong teaching them how to treat each other those are all things folks, we gotta do folks i gotta get this in um remember youtube uh, roundtable with pastor max after me pastor richard dietering look that up subscribe to one of my videos and that'll put you on the site uh, Pastor Max will also be with us at least once a month as we talk socialism. We barely scratched the surface on socialism, and uh, we knew that would happen. Uh, all Great I can topic. say is we uh, we have got to fight this. Uh, some said we are heading towards a revolution in this country, folks. I'm telling you now, and I've been saying it, the revolution is here. It has already turned into violence in the streets by the left. And uh, we have to protect what we have. Have a blessed day and see you next week. You've been listening to a moment of clarity on Wham Talk 1600 with your host, Pastor Richard Dietering. Be sure to tune in again next week right here on Wham Radio, 